Welcome to the Medical Device Marketing Podcast. My name is Claudia Holy, and I'm here today with Becca Brady, Account Director at Podimos. Welcome, Becca. Hiya, I'm really looking forward to talking about events today. Good, well, because events is an area that you know a lot about because it's where you came from at Informa. So uh, what we're going to talk about today for everybody listening is we're going to talk about events in medical device. It has changed significantly post-COVID, all other things. So are events still really worth it? We have seen the number of attendees drop in certain areas. You know, are, are they places that you should still be spending your budget? And how should that fit in line with other marketing activities you're doing, particularly a whole multi-channel campaign? Mm-hmm. So hopefully by the end of this, you'll have a good overview of all those things I've just spoken about and decide if events are right for you. The answer is always, it depends. And Becca will explain more around that. So, Becca, first question, what are the benefits of attending events? So the benefits are definitely networking is a big one. You get to meet new people. Um, depending on how good the agenda is at an event, is an opportunity to stay on tra- like the hot topics and the trends. You can really see that. Um, it is also good brand awareness, especially at the bigger events, because sometimes not going to a big event says more than going to a big event. If you're clearly missing, like that says a lot. So the big event, the, the best, yeah, the advantages really are brand awareness, thought leadership, and then just networking, I'd say are the big three reasons to be attending events. So it's not always, what I'm hearing you're saying is it's not always about revenue, immediate revenue. Or yeah, it? It, it is and it isn't. I think, you know, it depends on the event because there are some events that you're going to to stay up to date and because you have to be there from a brand awareness and it is less of a lead generation activity it's more about keeping your you in the eye of your audience and then there are some more event maybe a little events there are more lead generation and then you are going you know a lot of companies I see they go into events that aren't they don't go to them every year. They're like trying a new area and it's an area that doesn't know that company or know that product. That is purely lead gen. That's mm. trying to get new names in a new area. But yeah, it isn't the main reason for everybody to go to events. And I think it's a really important point to think about before you go, like, why are we going? Because yes. I know that sometimes sales teams come back and say, that event was worthless. I didn't get any leads from that event. And then that wasn't the intention of going. Like marketing, I've chosen that event because of it. It's a lead generation. It's, it's not a lead generation. It's a brand awareness. Or it's because their their KOL is speaking in that event and they wanted to support that KOL speaking and get messaging out there about their product via the KOL. So there are definitely different reasons to attend events. And it's really important that you're on the right page as a whole team about why you're attending an event because that Mm. dictates how many you go to and how often you go to them I think that's really interesting as well because actually you could say at the moment that events aren't working so well but again it depends why you're going to events and how are you measuring the impact of that event as well because Mm -hmm. if you're going for lead gen but actually yeah it's it but actually it's about launching new data it totally depends on why you're there what your objectives are and it's identifying those to start off with before you even start to look, are they being successful or not? Yeah, and that's how you pick which event to go to because mm. launching data is a great example. You want to launch data at a really well-established, respected event. So that's why you're going. And chances are that you know a lot of the doctors going to that event because it's the same people going to that event every year because they're going from a knowledge perspective. So mm. they're probably you're probably not going to get as many leads at that event. But what you are going to get is the people that know you 
getting new data and potentially spending more with you or doing more cases with you because they've seen a new data, which is definitely in a benefit of going to the event. So I think it's about deciding why you're going to that event and setting a metric and going to the right event for the right metric. Mm-hmm. And that's definitely something that I don't think people do. I think they just go to every event and think that every event's going to give them leads. And that isn't necessarily the case. Whereas actually it should be part of a bigger strategic plan around what are you promoting at the moment? When do you have product launches? And as you say, sometimes you have to be at events from a brand presence perspective, but what else do you fit into these events in line with your mm-hmm. marketing plan for the year, product launches, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, so in order to have a successful event, what do we see? Um, because, you know, when we talk about, is it worth attending events? You've also got to talk about, well, actually, how are you showing up at that event? Because that could make a really big impact on whether you're successful or not coming back, of course, to what your objectives are. But how can you be really successful in an event? Like what sort of things should you really be thinking about to drive mm-hmm. that success? So let's say you've picked your objective already. Mm-hmm. And you've done that part of it. So I think it's about maximizing why you're there. So if you're there for brand awareness and it's a big event, you need to realize that everybody is there for brand awareness. Everybody has got the big stand. So what are you doing at your stand that's different? And things that always work are things that are engaging um, and things that are a benefit as the person. You know, everyone's walking around that stand trying to avoid the sales rep, in all honesty. Yes. They're trying to get yes. from the talk to the lunch without a sales rep pulling them in to talk to them so it's what a good stand does is make those delegates want to go and speak to you and it's stuff like having vr or coffee or i have seen champagne at events which is obviously a fun one so you can do things that i've, seen, make I've seen ben and jerry's as well Oh, Ben and Jerry's is a great And one. actually, we've also seen, we had on one stand I did when I was at Bard, we had a Scalectric set and all the products had the brand names on. I'm not mm-hmm. sure it was hugely effective, but it had a lot of people on the stand. The thing is, you say you're not sure it's hugely effective, but while those people are playing with that Scalectric, or they're eating their ice cream, they've come yeah. over for the ice cream, but mm-hmm. naturally people start talking to them and then people have no choice they just feel that you just fall into the conversation about who you are and your company yeah. and your product and that feels like a much more natural conversation yeah. versus hi yeah. I'm Becca please talk to me like, yeah. that doesn't you don't it's, get it's so true that. but also why do people form memories this is going to touch off topic here but why do people form mm. memories it's because they have an emotionally good experience so actually yeah. if I think the product we were talking about at the time was called Dorado if um, you know, you were driving the Batmobile, which was actually one of the cars, and it had Dorado on it, and it was going really, really, really fast, and you won. You have a really good uh, associations with Dorado, and next time you have that clinical indication for that that uh, angioplasty balloon, maybe you would actually uh, think about using that balloon. So, you know, maybe actually it does help to solidify things in people's memories as well. The reason I say I'm not oh. sure is it was a long time ago, and I'm not even sure we really measured it correctly. If I'm 100 percent honest, yeah, but I think it's really important that you even just get the people to your stand because I think Mm. it's so easy just to make your stand not have anything on it and I know people are going to say well I've paid for the space I've paid for the booth walls I've paid for designing I've paid to make my train travel all there why do I also have to pay for engagement Mm. well I always flip that you've paid for all these things don't you want to make the most out of it and realistically you're not going to unless you have some sort of engaging feature that makes people come to your stand Mm. and it doesn't need to be one of the sort of gimmicky things that we've talked about it could also just be a value add you know launching really great data or doing things like a lunch and learn so if Mm. you have a screen you know you play case studies on your screen 
bony chin. A live presenter on the booth often works extremely well at certain times of the day. Yeah. Yeah. Stuff where they don't feel like they're coming, like all marketing, people don't Mm. want to be sold to. They want you, Mm. they want to solve their problem they want to feel heard your mm. booth should do the exact same thing they should want to come and speak to you because you've either got something really exciting they want to try or because they feel like you're going to solve their problem in the way that you've mm. you know what you've brought out what content what speaker you have there so that's one one of the, there's one other really important thing about that I think sometimes is missed when it comes to exhibitions and it's where are all your people going afterwards I think yes. that yes that I'll leave you to answer that. <laughs> mm, I love this. Yeah. So I think a lot of events do like dinners in the evening and or drinks, but they normally end about six or seven. Like they normally are. And then everyone does nothing in the evening. So what's really beneficial is having a dinner, drinks, workshop, something where it's both social and they're learning uh, about your product. And they really work because mm. going back to the happy memories, people remember having dinner in a nice bar in Barcelona. Mm-hmm. They remember that. And then even if people don't talk that much about your product, when the sales representative comes in three weeks later, they can say, oh, did you go to the Barcelona event? What, you know, what did you think of the band? What did you think of the food? And that's, it just builds that relationship. And I think it's really a really great use of your time because if you think about it, when else will your sales representative be able to see every doctor from in their area that's based in California yeah. in one place. It's not going to happen. So yeah. getting to invite them all to a dinner, drinks, workshop afterwards, it's just a really great way of you having them there, mm. um, especially if you throw drinks and food involved. People Yeah, and build to- relationships. It's yeah, true. It's so true. So yeah. I was actually thinking about something different, but um, that's a very good answer. What mm. I was thinking about was um, where are you actually sending your audience to, like, from your stand because your stand doesn't have all the information on and they're never going to read it all on your stand so like how do you provide people with more information after your event before your event during your event because I think that's something that I was it's also really important with events is how does it fit into your sort of life cycle of your marketing how are you pushing them through the funnel so you know what are they taking away with them is there a piece of paper with a QR code that goes to your website so they can get more information is it a QR code that gives them your contact information like how if they leave that exhibition do mm. they know how they contact you next do they know where to go next and if the answer is no your booth probably had your booth hasn't done its job you mm. need to be able to move them along in their journey so every person that walks away from that booth knows how to get in contact with you again yeah where your website is where all the other information is that's that's really important yeah so people can self-discover because I know yeah. we've been saying on this podcast for ages but it's so true 80% of the buying decision is made online data shows yeah. before anybody even gets in contact with you and that study did include healthcare and the range was 70 to 90 so we know people are vetting us to death so unless we accept that we're not going to be successful so it's really important we always provide people easy access routes back to our website and we have really great content on there that actually answers all their fears concerns and issues about why they wouldn't use your device Mm. um so yeah it's really important that people actually go back and always keep it as you say in part of your campaign and that's a really good point as well because sales representatives are going to get questions on the stand they may or may not know the answer to Mm. or they can give a short answer and then go well actually there's way more information about this topic here's a blog article and I think what's really important is that your sales team knows what is on your website so Mm. if you get a question about your device's MOA or 
if the what indications it can and can't be used in there's a really clear article that lays all that information out or the pricing structure mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. all of that information because you know events are also a numbers game you want to speak to as many people as possible so mm-hmm. you don't also want to, to kind of get caught in an hour-long conversation with somebody potentially if you could have a 15 minute conversation then send them to the website they get all the information and then you can talk to the or next person send them a personalized email with links yeah. to all the information they just asked for which exactly. you can then follow up later once you know they've opened the link because you have a tracking software that can do that or something yeah. like that yeah yeah so events definitely have a lot of possibilities and then from a lead generation perspective if you get their email just send like having content on your website means you can get their emails for later you know, I've also seen people sort of scan badges and then collect mm. their information. I always lean against scanning badges to collect information. And I know you're looking at me funny for that. But no, I'm not. I just, I'm interested to what you're going to say. I do. Well, it, yeah. If you're there for the ice cream, right, and you're just there for the ice cream. Yeah. Do I want my sales team spending time chasing you and spending time with you as a lead? No, I don't. What I want, and also you can give a metric saying you've got a thousand contacts from an event and they're all great. If only three of them are going to do anything, you didn't get a thousand contacts. You got a thousand, you got a thousand names. Ice cream eaters. Uh, Yeah, you got a thousand ice cream eaters. (laughs) So I think what's important is that you collect the data off people that you're actually going to spend time following up on because I think one of the biggest frustrations that I used to hear from the sales team was I've got loads I, I've not got any data from this like I've got loads of names and now I'm gonna to have to go home and shift through who cared and who didn't mm. care that's not useful that's not a good use of their mm. time so if you can for example have a really valuable piece of content on the stand that you can email to people and you can say oh look I have this article this guidebook whatever it may be you get a really clear they actually want that information you well, can say right let me email it to you and an even better way of doing it in actual fact is if you set your lead forms up in a really clean way so they said i'm interested in this 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 and this you could set an automated email campaign up afterwards which was totally personalized with the relevant information for them which would be extremely effective of course the better way is even doing one-to-one videos after um a uh, after a um lead comes in and Mm. then you can send them the information there as well so a really really personalized follow-up which will significantly reduce increase i'm going to say reduce your sales cycle time but it will significantly increase your conversion rates and also the same applies to if you have a speaker and they're Mm. they're presenting your case studies you should have people at the back of the room answering questions providing more information leading them back to the website you know you should have call to action Mm. at the end of that presentation that says more information is available here and I know for some people, they're going to think, oh, this is obvious. Of course, I'm going to lead them back to my website. But actually, I think my, I've sat in a lot of com- conference talks so many times they don't. Yeah. Or maybe that generic slide at the front that says, hi, I'm from blah. And then they never mention anything ever again. And no one's listening in that second slide where you say what company you're from. Because at that point, they don't know if you're going to provide them any value. So that slide that has done nothing. Where you need it is at the end when you provided all this data, all this value, then say more Next information person. is available at the website because then they care and yeah. then they're going to do something about it. Yeah, yeah, it's making easy steps for them to make the next the next step themselves. Yeah. Excellent. So um, I think, so in, in summary, what would you say if I said to you, Becca, are events worth it? What would you say? I'd say they are worth it. You just need to pick the right event for your goal um and you know I see people going to 
hundreds events a year and I really question if that's the best way of doing it or whether I think for me I would pick three or four really key events and do them really well you know Mm -hmm. put the budget on giving doing four events excellently then sort of a scattergun do loads because I I think four well ends up better for you from an ROI and of course the interesting thing is if you actually measure it then you would definitely definitely know what the answer is so if you did put more budget into a smaller number and really drive conversions drive attendance to the uh stand and then push people off to your website afterwards it'd be interesting you you, once you have the metrics you know what that looks like anyway yeah the other Mm. thing i'd say as well is about choosing your event is make sure you're you know speaking to the event organizer and asking the right questions ask for last year's attendance are the right people going or is the event because after covid a lot of the feedback i've been hearing from events is that it's just the other companies that are exhibiting at the event it's their their teams that are there and there's not actually any you know real healthcare professionals going so look at last year's delegate list and see actually is my audience going to this event do i want to spend you know, tens of thousands of pounds marketing yeah. these people for two, three days. And if the answer is no, don't go to that event. You know, mm. look at the speakers. How how good quality are the speakers? Are people going to go to this event? Mm. You know, because if the agenda is poor, likelihood doctors aren't going to yeah. take a day from out of surgery and or out of the office to go to the event if the agenda is poor. So really mm. look at those and decide if that's the right event. Um, because yeah, that's really important before you spend your budget yeah yeah and it's not and often they're not cheap so um excellent good well becca thank you very much for all your insights today as i say perfectly positioned because you used to work for informer before we luckily brought you over to the light side so um that's excellent so thank you everyone for listening today um if you have any questions about anything that's been discussed on the podcast today just get in contact you can either connect contact me or Becca through LinkedIn or come through our website, whichever works best. Um, Thank you very much for listening and we look forward to speaking to you next week. Bye.